between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. seated again at your table, the table which you have prepared for us. Thank you for our high priest, Jesus, your very own son, your beloved son, who you said in the last times you will speak to us through him. So we have come, we're gathered, not before any man, because no man has the word of life which he has, but we are gathered unto him. said, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. You said, Father, that when he comes, Lord, that he will bring deliverance. Thank you for this deliverance. Lord Jesus, come and speak to us. Bless us. Come and take us again into these secrets, these particular things. These things pertaining to your life, your everlasting life, which you received from the Father as he had life in himself. So he gave unto you to have life in yourself. As even the word was made flesh in you, the very details of that life, which mercy has permitted you to share with us. We ask that our heart will respond to you tonight. For a furtherance in understanding. Thank you for my tongue and my heart and my mind that you use it in this moment to, to fetch your frequency and to catch your thought and to, to release your thought and speak it as you have it to be spoken. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Good evening. Praise God. Maharatosa. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Let's open our Bibles very quickly. Good evening, everybody. God bless you. Um, please say good evening to someone. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Let's open to the book of John. Thank you, Father. Praise God. I think the message is starting earlier today. Than so we are making progress, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Um, let's see. I think yesterday, um, the way my heart just is, I'm just, I'm just saying it's like a, it's like a, a pool or something, a pool of thoughts around a certain area. My heart is just around that this place. So um, we'll just continue to flow with it. We're just flowing with the thoughts of Jesus, right? The, the words of Jesus in. As captured by by the Apostle John. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Okay, let's read. Let's read. Um, I'm particularly drawn towards what he said in John chapter 6. We can start from there and pick it up again. Praise God. In verse, in verse 57. John chapter 6, verse 57. If you're there, say Amen. It says, as the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father. Praise God. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he, shall live by me. And this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread, he that eateth of this bread shall, shall live forever. Praise God. Um, we saw that the bread, I think it was yesterday, we saw that the bread is, is that which is descending from heaven, right? Um, we, and we look a little bit about that dissension. We journey to John chapter 1, where he spoke about the word which was in the beginning, which was with God. And that word was then made what? Flesh and, and dwelt among us. Praise God. So, so bread is actually, the, the bread is the... Bread is the aspect of the, the logos of God that has been made flesh, that has, that has been brought down um, and made accessible. So, so bread actually is the accessible life of God. Praise the Lord. Is the word accessible word is the accessible life of God. And, so, and that's what Jesus is to us. And, and we have to eat him as bread or we won't eat at all, right? There is no way to, no way to eat God except eating the bread of God, the bread which God has caused to come down from heaven to us. Praise God. Um, so uh, you see that this bread which God brought down from heaven, um, he has a, a manner of eating. There's a way that a soul will eat the bread. And we found that the bread has dangled among these people in this generation of the time of Jesus. And the bread was around them. They couldn't see the bread. They couldn't, they couldn't even discern the bread. That it was actually a bread. Of, the bread of God was before them, but they couldn't discern the bread to even accept the bread and to, to eat the bread. Praise God. And so there was a problem with the receiving of him. That's what John chapter 1 was saying. That he came into the world, the world knew him not. He came to his own. His own received him not. Praise God. But he said, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that do believe on his name. And we saw that that believing on his name, of course. So he said, those who believe on his name are them that they that receive him. Praise the Lord, who will become the sons of God by virtue of an empowerment, right? So it's very clear that the power 
to become the sons of God is not, is not what the scripture would call the divine power. That's what they call the divine power, according to the book of 1 Peter. That's divine power is given unto all, all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So what he calls the divine power in the book of Peter is actually Christ. Praise God. So it's the power for divine things. Right? The power. So of course the power for divine things is not divine in itself. It is the power for the divine. Praise the Lord. Like Christ. Christ is the empowerment for the divine. So it's called the divine power, which when it's working in a soul, it can bring a soul into all things that pertain to life and toward godliness. So the powers, the power which they speak about in that John chapter 1, praise God, which is power to become the sons of God. It's not the divine power. It's a different power. It's what they call the eternal power in the book of Romans, right? So that is another power which is a soul who has come into the, the, the conversation of divinity. They now have to introduce you to the power in divinity to arrive at the, the price. There's a prize, not price, prize. There is a prize of divinity. Of, there's a prize of, of a soul's exploit in divinity, which is what you call eternal life. It's also the reward. Praise the Lord. And so the empowerment for, for the reward of, 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 of eternal life is what we're calling, what we're understanding as everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Which is, so everlasting life is the power to become sons of God. Praise God. Let's read that, John. Amen. So we don't, we're not just quoting it. Because seeing the scripture is awesome when you see it. Praise God. Amen. John chapter 1, verse, verse 12. Praise God. It says, But as many as received him, that to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So these people who are given power to become the sons of God are they which are not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? But of God. Praise the Lord. And these same people are those who he now said they are the ones, even them that believe on his name. And yesterday, by God's grace, the, the, the Lord was helping us to separate between different attitude of believing. And that separation was actually something that Jesus, by the wisdom in him, was able to do. He was actually separating believers, right? Um, there's a separation which we saw, which we have seen before, which um, normally when you read the Gospels, you, you can see separation between the multitudes. There are the sinners, these Pharisees on the far side, then they, you see the multitude. Then surely Matthew made, made that thing very, very clear where Jesus left the, the multitude in Matthew chapter, chapter, chapter 5, end of chapter 5. He left them and then went up into the mountain and then the disciples came to him. And he began to, he now opened his mouth and then began to speak to them. Praise the Lord. Um, but you're not saying that in, among them that 
believe. So in, in the multitude, you find that even among the multitude, there are, there are different kinds of souls among the multitude. Praise the Lord. So the word multitude, there is not every person who is in the multitude who were at the same level of believing. There were, there were multitude who were still, they just haven't made decision yet concerning Jesus. But then in the multitude, you see many who don't, are not even interested at all. They just, like we saw yesterday, they just came for the bread. <laughs> Praise God. They just came for the food that you know, satisfied their stomach. They were not interested in who he, who he was. Amen. Amen. Um, so, but Jesus was separating between different kinds of believers. That there are those who believe him. He said, do you believe in me for my name's sake? Or do you believe because you ate the bread? Praise God. So, even so, those people who believe on his name, according to this John chapter 1, even them that believe on his name, them that believe on his name, them that believe what? On his name. Um, it's not just ordinary kind of belief. It is people who are able to believe based on some kind of enlightenment that they have. So it's a belief that's not disconnected from a sight, a particular kind of a sight, which they are equipped and opportune to have to be able to discern Jesus a certain way. So it's a thing that believe on his name. So to believe on his name, they've had, they have an insight, a little bit of, um, I, don't want to, I don't want to call it insight, but they have an awareness of his name for them to do what? To believe on his word, on his name. Praise the Lord. That awareness concerning his name, let's read that place where Jesus was speaking to, to these people in John <coughs> chapter 6. Verse, praise God. Verse 26, sorry. It says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of what? Of the loaves and were, and were filled. Okay. I want to I wanna, I wanna look at something else. Praise the Lord.
in chapter 5. Amen. Amen. The end of chapter 5. Let's see. Let's, let's read. I want to just see where we should read from. Let's read from verse 26, if possible. It says, For as the Father had life in himself, right? So had he given unto the Son to have what? Life in himself, and had given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the word, because he is the son of man. <clears throat> Praise God. And marvel not as this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall comfort they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of my own self do nothing, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. He is sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I received not testimony from man. But these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for his season to re rejoice in his light. So he was speaking about John here. Do you agree? But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father had given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father had what sent me. Praise the Lord. Um, I, I felt in my heart to really speak about that believing on his name, that thing, amen, because it's very key um, when it comes to everlasting life. So we're talking about believing not to get born again. We're talking about not believing in Christ. We're talking about another believing. Right, which is the belief for, for someone to become a son of God. Yeah. Right, that as many as receive him, that receiving is by virtue of believing. As many as receive him, to them give you power to become what? Son of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So those who receive him are those that believe. So that believing on his name, we have to understand that thing. Because that thing is the key to this life is another operation of believing mm -hmm. that opens up the very life which, which is the light of men. Like we saw yesterday that God wants to give unto men. Praise the Lord. So the, this believing on his name here, um, he's saying that um, for, for belief to occur, the purpose, what, what makes belief happen is witness witnessing right it's witness when you say you want to go and witness to somebody is to go and tell them about something to believe 
right? Tell them about something to believe in. So there is, there is also another witness. There's a witness for the realm everlasting. That any soul that doesn't come into that witness will not come into the believing, will not be able to, to muster up the believing that is required for to receive that life. Praise the Lord. So that belief in here, so Jesus is speaking about witnessing. He's, all, he's talking about the same thing here. Now, first of all, he said that if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Right? He said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Now, there was another place where they accused Jesus of bearing witness of himself. Then he said, even though I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. Have you, let's look for that place. Amen. Is it, this, is it the same chapter? Is it the same? Is it 31? No, not, that's the one we just read. It's not here, it was when... I'm really sorry. Chapter 8, is it chapter 8? Yeah, it's very possible. Chapter 8 verse... Okay, 14. Do you see it? In chapter, in chapter, chapter 8. Praise God. Let's read from verse 12. It says, Then speak Jesus again unto them. That's John chapter 8, verse 12. Says, then speak Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the word, the light of life. Praise God. And then the Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not, is not true. So, of course, this record here is the same thing as witness. Praise God. So what they were saying is that you are the one just saying all these things about yourself. You are the light of the world and all of those things. Well, you can say anything you like about yourself. But that doesn't make it true. Right? Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. So this seems almost opposite to what Jesus said in chapter 5, verse 31. Praise God. He said, in chapter 5, verse 31, it says, If I bear witness of myself, then my witness is not true. So, it's not, it's not really opposite. It's not really opposite. In this other place, he's saying that, I bear record of myself, but if it's just about me bearing record alone, then by that alone, if someone bears record by themselves and there's no other proof about them, then you can't stand on the record you bear of yourself alone. That was the thought that Jesus was saying in chapter 5. In chapter 5, that if it's just bearing record of myself, if I'm the only one bearing record of myself, then it's not true. Then in chapter 8, 
He's saying, yeah, I agree with you. I'm being record of myself. I'm being witness of myself. But yet, it's true because there are other things that give credence to me apart from what I'm just saying to you. Do you get what I'm saying? This is the, the problem with Jesus. And this way, if you, are, if you are someone like an apologist who likes to argue with people about, is Jesus the son of God, all of those things. And this is where the problem is. That's why, you, that's why a lot of times you can't win such things because you're talking to a non-believer and most times you'll be quoting Bible to them. And their own frame of reference, this is not an authority to them. <laughs> you're the one that is an authority. No, no, but this is Bible, Bible, Bible. But you're talking about your own thing. They are, all they're asking you is just come and prove to me that this guy is the son of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so Jesus Christ here is saying here that um, even though I bear record of myself, in the, the way I am, I'm talking to you, I'm bearing record, I'm speaking to you about these things. I am the light of the world and all of those things. And I'm the one saying it and claiming this thing about myself. That doesn't make it not true. Praise God. It's just that you just have a limitation. You have a limitation to see the truth of what I am saying. Praise God. Let's read that John 8 verse 14. He says, Jesus answered and said to them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither what I go. You judge after the flesh, I judge no man. Okay, listen to this. Praise the Lord. So he's, he's saying that, so what me I'm saying is, I'm talking up to you from a knowledge. And that knowledge is where me I came from. So you see this subject of where I came from, is what we were talking about yesterday in a way, that John, that's where John started from. He started the book from, he traced him. So when men are trying to trace Jesus, when they get to Jesus, and they, they are tracing him and they get to him, they always tangent towards Joseph and Mary. They always tangent towards Je and then they will trace him back to his lineage, David's son and all of that. They cannot, they can never find another place. They can never, they cannot move, they can't they can look at his spiritual genealogy. They can only cite his natural genealogy. Now you see that thing, is this, that is the secret of believing on his name. The secret of believing on his name is that. And that was, that was the secret of John chapter one. Praise God. He was telling you this, he was talking about the, a, an entity that was coming, coming from, a, from the beginning. And he showed you how he got here, he was made flesh. Then I said, when he was made flesh and then he came to his own, his own they still did not receive him. They had difficulty when it came to what believing what on his on his name. So, the key to believing on his name is the ability to be able to, to cite Jesus's spiritual. I'll say spiritual, and I will now say his divine genealogy, which is what Jesus came to. And I'll say, okay, wow. Now, when Jesus now says, ah, it's because I know myself, I know where I came from, you don't know it. It's, it can seem just like a normal talk to you. Yeah. Praise God. Like, like, like someone saying, I know the village I came from. You don't know me. That's why you don't know who I am. You don't know who I am because you have not seen my, 
You don't, you've not seen my, my family people. <laughs> Praise God. If you see my family people, the way they are. If you come to our, to our side of the village. You know, the, all the houses, they are different. They have different way they are built. Their height. Their breadth. Their length. The gates of the houses. You know that this is where these guys come from. Praise God. A lot of, of times when someone says, do you know who I am? Those are things they are referring to. <laughs> Praise God. But, 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 but Jesus, um, when he was saying that, it wasn't that kind of thing when he was telling, it wasn't boasting. You don't know where I came from. That's not what he was saying. What Jesus was saying is that, is that he, even he, his own spiritual genealogy had to come to him by revelation. He didn't always know it. Do you get what I'm saying? He didn't always know it. It's, a, it's, it's actually, that was the process of the word being made flesh, including, included heaven going to a man who was like everybody else and began to teach to him, teach him about another potter from where they can download another essence. Into, into him. Praise the Lord. So, so Jesus was faulting these guys. Let's read this verse 14 again. That though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. Why is it true? For I know whence I came. And I know also where I came. I also know where I'm going to. I know whence I came. I know where I'm going to. This was a knowledge in Jesus. A knowledge. It was a knowledge. When you read John chapter 17, a few chapters after this, you will see that knowledge there. When he, began, when he lifted up his eyes to his father and began to pray to his father, after a while, he began to say, Glorify thou me with the glory which I had with you from when? From the beginning. Let's read that very quickly. So Jesus was a guy who knew, he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going to and <clears throat> praise the Lord. John 17, verse, let's read from verse 1. It says, this word spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may do what? May glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast what? Given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So it's very clear, this with thee, it was, it's talking about the same language of the, how the world was positioned that John picked up in John chapter 1. That in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. Praise the Lord. So 
that with, so Jesus is talking about, so it means that Jesus, by virtue of, imagine a boy, right, in Nazareth, then growing up, and then now being able to see a past of, in, of himself that does not have record on the earth. Uh, are you getting what I'm trying to say? That he, so you, you now understand the Melchizedek order of his priesthood. Yes. That having no descent, yes. having no father, having no mother, no beginning of days, not, said, but made like unto the Son of God. So this thing called making of a man to become a son of God is, is about them tampering with your, the soul's genealogy. Where it's an engrafting, it's engrafting souls into the, into the genealogy of the, of the Logos, of the everlasting Logos of God. When a soul comes into that, is a birth, being born, not of the will of the flesh of man, but of God. When you are born into that, you now begin to see yourself within the, the time frame of the Logos. Praise the Lord. You begin to see yourself what? Between the time frame of the Logos. Now, that, that is a sense. A sense. Is a sense. It's a mindset. It's an everlasting mindset. Any everlasting person, if anybody, if you still see yourself as Wesley from Abia State, what's the name of your village? Akano. Now, Praise God. Amen. If you, if you still, if that's still your primary side of yourself, that's a sign you are not yet everlasting. You haven't come into everlasting life. That's a sign, a great sign that a soul hasn't broken into everlasting life. It's a sign where, we're not talking about your body. We're not saying how you look like, no, no. When we, when we see how you look like, we know where you came from. You can't change that in your physical body. You know what I mean? We're talking about your soul. Your soul. That is, there's a consciousness of an everlasting man. Mm. The, it's an inward consciousness of an everlasting man. He thinks, he thinks of himself in the, in the sense of his engraftment into the Logos, yeah. into the everlasting word wow. of God. And then, when, you say, when an everlasting man thinks about his future, he's not seeing ah, three kids, no, not three, two. Two, two kids, one boy, one girl. Praise the Lord. He's not seeing, he's not seeing the future HOD of this department. Now, this is the way natural men think of themselves. Wow. I mean, I mean subconsciously, you know what I mean? Subconsciously, what you see, how when you project yourself, when you say, my future, the projection of future. It's all of those things. It doesn't climb into. Some of us, we don't even have muscle, enough inward soul muscle to even see yourself partaking of the eternal program of God. That, that doesn't come into the conversation of your future. 
when you're thinking about your fu the future. Praise God. So, so we're talking about this future is what we're talking about. When, when they remove the glass, what do you see? You know that glass we were speaking of yesterday? That, what is that glass unveiling? It's a future. It's a future. That new and living way, when you transition into the living side of it, where is it getting to? Where is that way going to? It's a future. So, so Jesus, you will never catch a fallen man's thought about future in his mouth. Check it. Go and check all his conversation. Check it. He was just always talking about where he's going. 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 He said, I'm going. To the, after a while, I will come back and I will receive you unto myself. So that where I am. <laughs> so so you, you now understand the where I am thought. That where I am is talking about the realm he has been engrafted yes, into. Which his, his dream is to come and take what? His, his people into that same, that where I am, that there, that's the dream of Jesus. That there you may be also. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, so this was the, their limitation that they could not discern, going back to that John chapter, going back to John chapter 8, quickly, praise God. John chapter 8, verse 14, right? It says that Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came. I know, I know. He wasn't lying. Mm. Praise God. He know, I know whence I came and whither I go, but you cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Why? Because you judge after the flesh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You judge after the flesh, I, I judge no man. Verse 16, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone. But I and the Father that sent me, it is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. And I am one that bear witness of myself. And then the Father that sent me beareth what? Witness of me. Praise the Lord. Then he said unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, ye should have known my father also. Praise God. Hallelujah. This was spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hand on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Now, where is this going he's talking about? They, can't, they couldn't discern it, where he was going to. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he has said, whither I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. 
I am not of what? This world. I, now, how many of us can say this kind of thing? <laughs> no, but I'm talking about this is, this, will be, this is the conversation of everlasting souls. Yeah, yeah. That's a sign that a soul has then broken into this realm. It's very clear an everlasting man is no longer of this world. Right? You're no longer of this world. You're, the, inward, the inward consciousness has been raptured into another place. Right? It's a, it's a person that even though they are living here, mm. part of that John chapter 17 prayer was that you should know that you will take them out of the world, but you will keep them what? From the evil. Praise God. So you see souls who will be here physically, but they will not be off. They will not be off the world. Amen. So he says, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your what? Your sins. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back to that place in John chapter 5. Praise the Lord. So in verse 31, then he said that I bear witness of my, if I bear witness of myself, that my witness is not true. So it's very clear, his witness, the, the credence to him saying who he is, should not come from just listening to the fact that he said it. There's somewhere else. But now, you now think, oh, is it not John the Baptist? Well, listen to what he says. It says, but I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that ye may what? He said, that's verse 34. Now, back to verse 32. Sorry, I skipped some. It says, there is another that beareth witness of me. Remember, John was raised. It was not that light, but in, according to John chapter 1, but he came to bear what? Witness of the light. He came to bear witness of the light. Now, well, you see, the process of his witness of the light, how heaven has designed for that witness to occur, is more than John just saying, this is him. You know, some of these things, they seem as if they are conflicting. You are saying that he came to bear witness of the light, but Jesus is saying something else here. You see, there's, there's another that bear witness of me, and I know that the witness which he beareth of me is true. You sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. Verse 34, but I receive not testimony from man, but the thi these things I say that ye might be saved. Verse 35, he was a burning and a shining light. That's John, right? John was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of what? Of John. For the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father had what? Sent me. Praise God. <clears throat> so he's saying that, thank God for John who 
said, witness to me and said, this is the begot, the son of God and all of that. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Praise God. Um, but Jesus Christ is saying that, you see, that, that witness, that witness that John was bearing from me is not, is not the authentic way. Even though what he's saying is true, what he's saying is true, but John, he had a light for a season. And for that time, you were willing to rejoice where in for a season. But you are willing to rejoice in John's light. Amen. You are willing to rejoice where? In John's light. But the, the, the witness that John was giving of Jesus is not, the witness is in itself is true, but the method of a heart connecting with the witness, it cannot be on the surface that John said it, so therefore I believe it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That what he's saying is that the witness of me is that my father has to bear that witness. So the soul who will actually receive the witness of who I am is a soul that is able to actually see the witness which my father is bearing. Jesus said something. He said that in John chapter 6, he said something about all those who will come to him, that nobody will come to him except the Father has drawn them. But he said, but you have a problem. You've actually not heard the Father. You've not seen. Praise God. Let's quickly read that John 6. Praise God. From verse 41, it says that then... The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Then Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, murmur not among yourselves, that no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. That it is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. And every man, therefore, that had heard and had learned of the Father, commit to what? To me. Not that any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Then verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me. This was John chapter 1. Even them that believe on his name, those are the ones that were given power to become the sons of God. So even them that believe it on me hath what? Everlasting life. Do you want to read this place again? Let's read it through again. No man can come, from verse 44, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Then it is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the, the Father, cometh 
unto me. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father, cometh what? On, cometh unto me. Praise God. Now, you see this learning and being taught of the Father, praise God, is that makes men come unto me. That is the witness that Jesus was speaking of, that he said is greater than the witness of John. Amen. Let's go back to chapter 5. Praise God. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works of the Father, the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, Bear witness of me that the Father hath what sent me. And the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me, and ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him. Him ye believe not. Praise God. It's the same thought that Jesus was speaking about. In these two places. Praise God. Then, then Jesus now began to point to where this, this witness of the Father is. Where the witness of the Father is. And it's very, very clear. The witness is in the scriptures. Praise God. The witness is in, this, in the scripture is the witness that is greater than John. It is the witness that is also greater than the witness of him himself, just saying it by himself. That if alone, that's all, it's just me saying that I am the son of God, I'm the everlasting son, that that is not enough. Don't take it just based on that. I said, also don't just take it based on John's, or what John said. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, John, John the Baptist was not, John the Baptist, if I ask you can, you, can you tell me what was the message John was preaching, apart from just the summary of preparing for the kingdom of God is at hand, what, let's see when he gathered them, what he was teaching them. Have you ever seen the episode of John the Baptist before? It means that what John was saying, he didn't ride, rise onto the level of scriptures. Right? Yes. What John was saying didn't rise up to the level of, of scripture. That is why his light is for a season. Verse 35. Praise God. It says he was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. It was, it was given. So John was actually raised for a particular, a localized, particular kind of people to talk to them. So it's very clear that John is not a, is not a formula for the witness of Christ. John the Baptist himself was not a formula. Of course, he had his own prophetic place in the scripture and, for, and there are things that we've picked from that. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say, say to you? For a season, for a season you rejoice. But he says, but I have a greater witness than that of John. I have a word. I have a greater word witness than that of John, which is what the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works that I do, that those, those same works, what, they bear witness of me. Now, so those works which bear witness of him, now, of course, he was doing the works, and he was expecting that, as I'm doing these works, why shouldn't these works be making you guys believe? So really, what Jesus was doing should have had more impact on them than what John said. Because the works of Jesus sh should speak. The, 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 the import of his works transcends any timing. It's not seasonal. Praise God. Now, let me tell you the key. The key that qualifies something to be have a place in scripture. It is the distinguishing factor that makes a thing has a place in scripture. It's like, it's like, it's the timelessness of accuracy. That is what makes something qualified to be part of scriptures. Is timelessness of what? It's not for a season. It's not a season. Anything that is for a season. So if someone leaves out a pattern and they check the pattern, ah, this pattern makes sense, but it's not a, it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold. When I say timeless, I mean timelessness. Is that things that cannot be broken. Praise God. So so what Jesus was saying was that, you see the works that I am doing, they have that quality. They have that quality to them. That these works, actually, they, have, they are more powerful, a witness. That you should, be able to, you should be able to have seen them. And it should have been able to trigger something on the what? On the inside of you. Praise God. What should it have been able to trigger? What you should have been able to trigger is what the, the memory of scriptures. The memory of scripture. That is the, that's the way of witness. So when you say this everlasting life we are talking about, nobody will, will come be able to access this life if they haven't, they haven't come into the the riches, the deposit of scripture that communicates something, what does it communicate? Specifics. It communicates the works of the life. Yeah. You hear what I said? The, the deposit of scripture, the work of scripture, the body of scripture that communicate the works of the life is the authentic witness of this life. And what Jesus is saying is that, see that particular one, it is the Father. Mm. The Father. So the Father has his own scriptural work 
in the letters. He has his own walk in the scriptures. That's what I'm trying to, to, to tell you. Praise the Lord. Let's read on in this place. Okay, let's see that chapter. We're almost done for today. Um, what I'm saying, is it blessing you at all? Um, I don't know, I feel like what I'm saying might not be too clear. Um, but praise God. It's not very easy to extract the the light out of what Jesus, what Jesus is saying. You know, we have an option. We have an option to just read it and go away. Yes, when we don't really understand it, you know, which is what many, most we've been, we've been doing. Yes, right? So we have an option to do that. We can do that. Or we can see, let's, if the Holy Spirit has things to say about it, yes, let's see yes, what the Holy Ghost has to say. Yes, Isn't that good for us to try? Yes, By the help of the Lord. Yes, Praise God. I mean, if the Lord is speaking concerning it, I want to hear concerning what he's saying about these things. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Something just left me. I'm trying to. It's very key, I feel. Praise God. Hallelujah. We just read this um, John 8, right? Where else did we read? Okay, we read is John chapter 6. We read John chapter 6. Praise God. Amen. Let's see John chapter 6. Praise the Lord. In John 6, verse 44, it says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. So you see how the Father draws. Then I'll raise such a person in the last day. Then verse 45, it says, It is written in the prophets. Now what is written in the prophet? It's not, it's not, the next thing is, And they shall be all taught of God. Is that what, I don't think that is what they are saying. It is written in the prophet. Even though maybe that's written in the prophet. But what is written in the prophet to me, I believe is the witness of the father. This, this same witness. 
which they are speaking concerning. And through what is written in the prophets, that's through, you see all men will be taught of God. The way God wants to teach all men is based on things that are what? Things that are written in the prophet. Every man therefore that had heard and had learned of the Father cometh unto me. Through the, through the means of what? Of the scriptures of the prophets. Amen. Amen. Now in John chapter 5, from verse 37, where he said, And the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me, ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape, and ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he had sent, he believed him not. Verse 39. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Praise God. He's going to tell them. Tell them that. So you not having heard the father nor seen his shape is because you, don't, you have weakness when it comes to the scripture. So he said, go and search the scripture. Go and search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And when you get there, what you'll find is that those things are actually testifying. They are testifying concerning what? Concerning me. And you will not come to me that you may have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know that ye have not the words. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, you will receive. Wow. How can you believe which receive honor one, one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from who? From God. God who? How? Only. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you. Even Moses, in whom you trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. If you believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my word? So, so when you add Moses and then add the prophets, that's what you call the two witnesses. Right? Praise God. You're seeing Jesus. So Jesus was, he was just talking out of, he didn't, he didn't release everything he was saying at once, but there's a way the Holy Ghost has to help us bring them together. So Jesus Christ's real fault with these people was that they were carrying scripture up and down, but they did not know the scriptures. They were carrying it with blindness. And the summary is that anybody who does not submit to the scriptures will never have this witness. Yes. So anybody who hasn't, who, who, who hasn't, who, who will not submit to the scripture at the high level beyond these guys, they forget about everlasting life. Nobody will ever access everlasting life 
without the way the life will come is to, it will rise out of scriptures. Praise God, but you now discover that men don't like that kind of thing. Why? Because men, this is what Jesus Christ said, men don't like the honor that comes from God. They don't seek the honor that comes from God. They seek honor from men. Now how do men, this, this seeking honor from men, in what matter are they talking about? He's talking about the seeking of honor from men with respect to matters of scriptures. Jesus is extraying the blindness that will make people who have, many of these Pharisees were born, some of them, their fathers were Pharisees, their grandfathers maybe were Pharisees. They were born into a pharisaical life. And these guys have been with scripture for so long. That what is the problem? What will make people who have been with scripture for so long not have no clue about what the same is? He said that I'm not the one who will accuse you. Moses, where he is right now, is accusing you to God. He said it's because when it comes to the matter of usage of scripture, seeing scripture, you don't desire, you don't, you don't do it with a sense of the honor that comes from God. Rather, you receive honor. How, how do they receive honor one from another? How? 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 When it comes to this knowing. How? Where, is the, where does the honor of men really lie in? This kind of men, where is their honor? Their honor is their brightness. That's the honor of a Pharisee. The learned fellows with the scripture. So when they came to Jesus... They were not seeing the kind of thing that they, you know, the currency they transact in. Jesus doesn't have that kind of currency. Because Jesus doesn't wear the honor of the letter. That's the honor that they had. It's the honor of the letter. These guys have been profiting with this thing for a long time. Sensual, right? When you go to the other chapter, we saw chapter 6, it said that you judge as after the flesh. You judge after the flesh. So you see someone can have scripture and they are still judging after the flesh. They are reading it every day and they are still judging after the flesh. Now that thing is the, is the great, is a great veil that will make you not have access to the work of the Father. That is, that's the, the witness. So you now see why anybody, you, should, you shouldn't be surprised why you will be seeing strong argument against the revelation of everlasting life. Why would there will be strong arguments against it? Strong arguments against it. Strong, very strong. Why? 
Now check, what are all the arguments against it? Is that, is that all the faculties who have set themselves as, as, um, as authority, all the authority of theology and scriptural knowing and knowledge, praise God, <laughs> the, the work that God has done doesn't salute them. Yeah. That when, you, when you're following this work, the work is not, is not, the, it doesn't have a regard for the honor of the philosophy, the philosophical, cerebral, you know, that, as that approach towards scripture. The revelation of, even when you're learning Christ, to elite, elite to Christ still. When you are in the realm of Christ, you see in Christ, you see Christ to raise Christ's knowledge or the work of Christ from scripture. You will see there can still be borrowing of tools. You know, the, what are those tools? I don't know, I'm looking for language, but I want to see if you can understand what I'm trying to say. What are the tools? You know, the, the philosophical tool there, yeah, let's take, okay, let's read it in context. Um, so this is what they said here. Now, what is the context of that verse? But are they saying it? And all of that. Okay, okay, don't think about it in terms of, oh, the time when this thing was written, what was the, what was the social construct of that season? Okay, how were they relating and all that? I get what, I get what I'm saying. That. <laughs> are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's an honor. What's the honor? Is the honor, is the honor of what, what mind can do. What mind can do. What mind that is that the revelation should not violate the principle of logical reasoning. Yes. Because when you violate logical reasoning, you are removing men's honor. Yeah. There are people who, who have invested all their whole yeah. life. Yeah. That all their life is tied to scripture being interpreted a certain way yeah. because they've sown themselves into thinking logically about scripture. So you know, find somewhere Christ's revelation still pays homage to those things. So when you bring a logical mind, there's a way somehow they can be helped. They can just take a little more spirit. They can help them into understanding Christ because you're not violating too many principles of, you know, what are the language they use in Bible school, ex exegesis and all of those things. Praise God, you're not violating too many things. But to bring out everlasting works from scriptures, you will be, if you are a logical mind, you will be offended. You will feel like this is an assault against logic. So you now find that most of the problem people have with everlasting life is how it's, it's impacting their honor. The honor they have is an honor. Mastery of scripture. Ah, we know this thing. We know the Bible. We know. <laughs> Do you know why it has to be this way? Why? Because we are talking about, they now want to bring about a revelation of something that is everlasting. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
If you can logically summarize it, it is, can never be everlasting. Yes. If you can wrap it around your framework of logic, it's not everlasting. Where it's where it's tapping its strength from is from an invisible place. It's tapping strength. You are talking about thoughts that were that were formed in a realm outside man's logic. So the principle of of the how the formation how the thought arrange arrange is not logical like that. The way men logic you must have. You must come into a different logic, logos. Logos means another logic. What is logos? The logos is is, the logos is the logic that created logic. Yeah, that's logos. In the beginning was the logos. The logos was with God. There was nothing else at that time. It was just the logos. The first thing. When the first, the first thing that came out of the, of the eternal realm is the Logos. Yes. And when the Logos came out of the eternal realm, it was only the Logos that was there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, and that word Logos is a logic. In the beginning was the Logos. The Logos was with God. The Logos was God. Then all things were then made, in, in, including thinking brain, reasoning brain. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, when you now try to use thinking brain to comprehend... That's why to get to this knowledge, they have to first raise a spiritual man called Christ. So in this time, this is not the area where you argue with people with scripture with people. <laughs> this is not the arena where you do that. This is the arena of, oh, you don't agree, okay. God bless you. I'll be praying, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> it, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Okay, no, don't worry. We'll pray for you. Like Jesus, many things weren't adding up to them. They would bring out the law. In the Sabbath day, you should make it holy. Don't do this. And then you told the, you told, you told the guy to take up his bed and walk. Praise God. So, so you're seeing that to these works that Jesus was doing is that the proof that you have the scriptural foundation for this kind of work is that you can accept his work without it offending you. Praise God. So when you now see, when you see Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, 
I'm a flawed. I'm a flawed. I'm a flawed. I'm a flawed of many waters. I'm a flawed. I'm a flawed. I'm a flawed. Study to show yourself approved to me. To me. To eat. To, to me. I'm a flawed of many waters. I'm a flawed of many waters. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Say, study to show yourself approved unto God, right? Not, right, unto God. That was studying to show yourself approved unto God. It's not men's kind of study. He's studying not to receive honor from men, but to receive honor from God. So, so that study is a study which God honors. It's not the same kind of Bible study. Let's go and, let's go and line it up. God doesn't approve that kind of study. The kind of study that Paul was telling Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. So he's also talking about the, the, that shame thing. There. Well, shame is the opposite of honor. Yes. Right? But there are people who, who don't want to be ashamed before men. But they would, they would rather be ashamed before God. But rather it should be the other way. There are some preachers that will not enter this realm of everlasting life. Because they know that because they know how foolish it sounds. They don't want to lose their reputation of being coherent. Because once you enter this realm, you lose coherence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Come, let us try and hear. God is saying. Welcome. This is this is the realm. This is the realm. This is the realm. The realm. This is my 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 realm when nothing matters but me. It doesn't matter but me. Nothing else matters but me. It is how they saw me with no form, with no comeliness. They despised me. The world hated me and I said they would hate you. You need to be comfortable here. You need to be okay here. You need to accept it and be okay there. For it is the proving of everlastingness. It is the proving of everlastingness. This is the thing. 
thing that would make you lasting. It is the giving of the weight of glory that makes you not bored. That makes you not bored. It is the proof and the strong and the strongness of me. It is the strongness you, of Jesus. me. It is in the content of me. It is in the content of me. Thank for you. I have given in the scriptures for to bring you to that place. Where you be of no form of comeliness. You be despised. But you need to be comfortable there. Yes. Accept it and be yes. okay there. For yes. in that place I will meet yes. you. And in that place you will see me. For that is it. For the scriptures are opening. The gates are opening for to come to me. Be okay there. Be satisfied there. For this is the bread of that time. For you thought yeah, you thought Christ was shameful? No, you've come to the realm of shame. You've come to the realm of shame. Be satisfied there. Be okay there. For it is in. It is in. It is in the scriptures. It is in the place of I will yet open more. Open more. Open more. Open more. That you may be approved unto me. Tia Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. This is the same thing Jesus was, you know, we were speaking yesterday from that John chapter 2. Praise God. Let's, let's read John chapter 2. Where, where Jesus, and this is, this is the secret behind Jesus' speech. What you see sometimes, it just, he moves. He can be in a place speaking about something, and then after a while, he begins to speak scripturally. And then he loses everybody. 
Praise God. I will tell you. So that, those things Jesus is doing, to him, there is no difference between, he can move from the natural context and then he will talk and talk into the spiritual, the scriptural context. He kept doing that. Now, the way he was doing that, that's how he was also living. That's how he was living. So, so the works that Jesus was doing, when he does a miracle, it's not just about the miracle. There's a place that those things are flowing from. Praise the Lord. So in, in this John chapter three, 2, the end of John chapter 2, remember when he said, uh, verse 18, it says, And then, the, then answered the Jews and said unto him that, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and would thou rear it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So two things they believed, the scripture and then the word. Because what Jesus was saying was based on the scripture. Praise the Lord. And now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should what testify of man. For he knew what was in man. So because of what is in man, men tend to testify of man. So when they want to testify, when they, so that believing based on that, he didn't receive it. He didn't commit himself to men based on that. That's what they're trying to tell you. Now what is inside man? It's very simple. It's man's thinking, man's way of reasoning, his way he resolves. That's the way. And Jesus is saying that when he sees that kind of resolution, he, doesn't, he won't commit himself to any man based on that kind of thinking. So men who think that way will be waiting for God. They will wait for him, but he will never commit himself to any man who has that kind of thing. Then the next line said that there was a man of the Pharisee. So he was given an example of that kind of man. What kind of man? A man who has what is in men. The same reason that makes him not commit himself to man. He now gave a prime example of such a thing. He picked a man who was a teacher. Right? Nicodemus was a symbol, a teacher, an example of that kind of knowledge. Praise God. Which is just purely earthly knowledge. There was a man of the, of, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews. He same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except what God be with him. Thou art a teacher come from God. We know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man knoweth this miracle. will do these miracles except God be with him. A teacher come from God, for no man can do this miracle. So he was discerning Jesus a certain way, but that was not the true discernment yes. of Jesus. 
it wasn't the true discernment. So as soon as he said that, Jesus just tangented to something else. Answered him and said, Except him, really, really, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So now, so this conversation of chapter 3 is an explanation of the end of chapter 2. Telling you how a person will come to Jesus with his own approach. Talking about his miracles and all that. And just say, no, 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 you see, you're missing it. That really, 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 what I am actually carrying are the thoughts of the kingdom. So Jesus was ignoring his own conversation and talking about his own. Praise God. And because of time, we won't read the whole thing. Then, then Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of what? Amen. Heavenly things. So, but when you look, think of Nicodemus, the way he came to Jesus, you will somewhere feel that he believed. He is the one who said it. You are a teacher come from God because no man can do the things you do except God be with him. That's the language of someone who believes. But Jesus is saying that. What I'm telling you, you actually believe not. So, on the level of what, where I'm flowing from, the flow of my own thought and revelation, you're not a believer in that realm at all. And even this one is even the earthly department of my logos. I'm not even talking about the, the heavenly department yet. You, you can't even believe the earthly department of it. How will you believe I tell you heavenly things? Then verse 13, no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And then now began to speak about Moses. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must who? The Son of Man be lifted up. And what is the meaning of that? That as Moses lifted up what? The serpent in the wilderness. So is who? So must the word. So must the son of man. So the symbol of Moses lifting up the son of man is witness. Is Moses? That's one of the work of Moses. That's what he was indirectly telling him that inside Moses, that you feel you've been reading, that is actually where the secret of where I'm flowing from is. So. He's telling him that that thing happened in the wilderness, but un unless it happened in your own, in your eyes, and in your day. So how does Moses lift up the serpent? It is in the scripture. Right, that in every heart, Moses must lift up the serpent in the wilderness. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? What's the, the serpent? The serpent is the sign of life. Right? That those who are able to look on that serpent yeah. and believe. Yeah. So that ah. action of lifting up the serpent was a demonstration of Moses' job. Yeah. 
right? In the scripture. Like he told them in that chapter 5 that if, God, if you didn't, Moses is accusing you because he didn't believe Moses. If you didn't believe Moses, why would you believe me if you didn't believe Moses? Praise the Lord. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must who? The Son of Man be what? Lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting. So the person whom Moses is actually lifting up is the, is the begotten Son of God. Yes, wow. yes. Wow. That's who Moses is lifting up. Wow. Yeah. So, so anybody to for for this son of God to be lifted up to you, that thing, nobody will do that. It's Moses's job. Moses and the prophet, the yeah. law and the prophet, yeah. is their job. And where is that work of lifting up being done? Is where? It's in the scriptures. Praise God. We can't go any further because of time. But I hope that we are, you got the sense of what I'm trying to say. Hmm? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But you can no so can ever believe on this son unless they, they receive the witness which the Father had, had, had wrought in the scriptures concerning him. The method of accessing that witness, that method of accessing the witness, is what God wants to bless us with. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope we are blessed by this. Um, sorry, it was a rush, rush kind of thing, but um, because of time. Thank you, Jesus. So, so you see, this is a time where every heart must be equipped with an attitude. The attitude to to see the scripture. What we actually, the one who, the season that we are in is, there's a witness, witness, it's actually the father who wants to witness to us through the scripture. And deliver is the witness that will bring us into the life of his son in this season. But there has to be, I don't know what I would call it, the renewing of the mind or whatever it is. There's something that has to change on the inside of us. It's the, this is the attitude to eat this bread. Yeah. To eat the bread. It's a bread that's descending down from heaven. Help. Praise God. Amen. Let's just begin to pray.
Rifantali prophets also to prophesy separately. Grow this kingdom. O Prama, O Kepa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all the preparation you're doing in us. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for every illumination, every light. My prayer, Lord, is that these things will stay in our hearts. Amen. That you will lay them until further blocks that need to be laid upon them will come. They will not go missing. They will not be lost. Amen. Lord, by your spirit, you will come and bring more clarity establishment, more conviction. Convince us, Father, Lord, in this truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because by your word, by revelation, you are elevating us. You are elevating us. As you are revealing more, we are believing more. We are believing more. As we are believing, Lord, you are raising us. You are elevating us. Thank you, Father. We give all the glory to your name. We thank you, Lord, for grace to stay again today, to tarry and to, to wait around your table, to be fed by you. We ask that you will continue to pour strength into our heart. We ask you will take us home and keep our hearts and bring us again, Lord, tomorrow. Father, to continue to wait on you and to hear all that you have to say. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.